Today we're going to continue our, our study. We're talking about this whole year, the biblical man, a person who's led by the Word of God, a, a Christian who's following the Word of God. Today we're going to talk about the biblical man and his witness. And I want to start off today by just asking the question, uh, what is your purpose? What is your purpose? Why do you exist? Uh, what are you living for? What are you pushing for uh, today? What is your purpose? Think about that for just a second. Um, I think about the course of our lives. I remember being a kid, and when you're a young kid, you think, you know what, if, if I could just get to high school uh, that's where they're having all the fun. That's where they're playing sports. That's where I'm going to hang out with my friends. If I can just make it to high school, uh, we're going to have a great time in high school. And then, then you get into that age group and you start to think, you know what, if I could just get done with school, if I could just get out of school and look forward to the day that I would get a job and I would make money and, I, and I'm going to provide for myself and, and, and live on my own, if I could just get to that point, that's where it's at. Uh, and then you do that and you get into your your work life, you get into your career, and you think, you know what, uh, if I could just get to this level, uh, if I could just get to this place in my career, or if I could just get this job and, and, and secure this job, or if you have your own business, if I could just get my business to this level, uh, everything's going to work out, and that's where great things are happening, and, and, and that's what we look for. And then there's a, there's a turning place, uh, I don't know what age it is, but it's somewhere around my age where we start to think, you know what, if I could just get to retirement. Uh, if I could just get my ducks in a row and save up enough money, um, I'm going to go fishing and I'm going to travel and I'm going to go to all the places I ever wanted to go and, and do all those things. And, and it seems whatever stage we are in our life, um, we spend our time looking ahead uh, for some place or some event when things are finally going to be great. And it starts when we're little boys and we travel all the way through life and we think, you know what, if I could just get to this place, things are going to fall into place. And it just goes on and on. Then you watch what truly happens in our lives. Get to some place and you think, you know, this is the place I thought it was all going to come together. And, and, and you get there, maybe you're having money issues. Uh, maybe there's a divorce that you didn't expect. Maybe, maybe somebody dies and passes away. Uh, maybe somebody has health issues, and it seems that your plans fall apart. And it seems like, you know what, I'm at this place, and it never really thought that it would be like this. This wasn't how I envisioned this stage in my life. Is that really what our life is supposed to look like? Turning a corner, and then, you know what, turn that corner and start to chase something else and turn that corner. And it really just comes back to the question, what is our purpose. Is that really our purpose? And really a bigger question today would be for us as Christians, for us as followers of Jesus Christ, what is our purpose? Uh, why do we exist as followers of Jesus Christ? And really maybe the question is why are we still here? And sometimes I think about that. You know, when a Christian dies, the Bible says we're in the presence of our King Christ, Jesus uh, when, when a Christian dies, we no longer have a struggle with sin. Uh, we no longer have the struggles of life. And so why not, when we get saved, why not just go ahead and go to heaven? Wouldn't it be better if we just went ahead to, to heaven when we put our faith in Christ? As Christians, why do we exist? I hear people talk about that, and I hear several different reasons that are given. We know life is tough and these days are, are hard. And the Bible calls this, this age, this present evil age. And there's sickness and there's suffering and there's tough things. Why do we exist in this age 
as Christians. Now, here's some people say, well, uh, one of the reasons, or maybe the reason is God leaves us here to be shaped and to grow to be like his son, Jesus, to, 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 to be transformed, to be like Christ. And that, that process is called sanctification. And, 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 and the thought is he leaves us here and the trials of life and the things of life, uh, we grow in that and we mature in that and we become like Christ. Let me just tell you, that does happen, but that's not the reason we're still here. First uh, John chapter three, verse two says, when he appears, we're gonna be like Christ. So if the goal is to be like Christ, you know the best thing to do is for him to come again or for us to die and go be with him and we're gonna be like Christ. So I'll tell you, that happens in these days, but that's not our purpose. We're not living in these days for the reason that we would become like Christ. Some people say we are here in these days to worship him. And the Bible tells us he desires uh, that we would praise him, that we would worship him. And so uh, some would say, well, he leaves us here uh, we're existing here to worship him. And, and as we go through life and as we go through the troubles of life, uh, we understand our hope is in him. Our hope alone is in him. And we grow in our worship. And I'll just tell you today, you know what? In these days, we do worship him. And our worship does grow. But the Bible says, you know what? In heaven, uh, the thing that is going on there is continual worship. And all the host of heaven and all the angels of heaven and all the, the Christian saints joining in, they're singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And so I want to tell you, if your goal is to worship him, then let's just go where he's at. That's what's going on there. And so I can tell you, we do worship in these days, but that is not our purpose. Be sure and hear this today. Our purpose as Christians, our goal as Christ followers, our mission, be sure and hear this, is to lead people to Jesus Christ. Be sure and understand that our goal as Christians, the reason we're existing in these days, it's not to be like Christ. When we get to heaven, we're gonna be like Christ. It's not to worship him, we're gonna worship him. Our goal as Christians is to lead people to Jesus Christ, to make disciples who will make other disciples. That is why you're alive. That is why you exist. That is your purpose. So here's the question today. If that is why you exist, if that is your purpose, how are you doing at it? Pretty sobering question. I started to think about that. The last 10 years, uh, the most recent statistics say nine out of 10 people who profess to be followers of Jesus Christ have never led a single person to Jesus Christ. Now doesn't that sound crazy? Our goal, our purpose, our mission, the reason we exist is to lead people to Christ and yet nine out of 10 people who say, I am a follower of Jesus Christ have never led a person to Jesus Christ. Another statistic says 83% will not attempt to lead someone to Christ in this year. Let me show you three things that need to happen, three things that need really to change for this to be our reality. First thing is this, three things. First is this, you have to know that this is your purpose. You have to know that this is your purpose. And I, and I, I honestly believe most Christians, a lot of Christians do not know this is the reason we're living in this age. They do not know 
this is their purpose. Very honestly, uh, I went to church most of my life, and for most of my life, I think I was trained, and for sure I heard that the purpose was to get saved, and then after I was saved, to lead a good enough life that I wouldn't screw up enough to embarrass my parents or to embarrass my church. And that's the purpose of Christian life. Get saved and then live in a way that you don't screw up enough. Now, you're going to mess up, but, but just be good enough that you're not going to embarrass your parents or embarrass yourself or embarrass the church. I don't think I really ever understood, you know what? It is my purpose to lead people to Jesus Christ. Yeah, I want to get saved. Yeah, I want to live a good life. But you know what? That's not my purpose. My purpose as a Christian is to lead people to Jesus Christ. See this today. Luke chapter 19 verse 10 says, and and Jesus says that he came to seek and to save that which is lost. That's why Jesus came. Now there's there's a whole message about why Jesus came. Uh, What he he came to do, he did. And that is to provide a remedy for sin. He came to seek and to save that which is lost. Then in Matthew chapter 28 verses 18 through 20, what we call the Great Commission, uh, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he gives that mission to us. Listen to those verses. Matthew chapter 28, beginning in verse 18. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always even to the end of the age. That's the Great Commission. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, And you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria, and even to the remotest part of the earth. As Christians, His mission has become our mission. Our purpose is to lead people to Jesus Christ. You want to know what your purpose is today? If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, your purpose is to lead people to Jesus Christ. So the first thing, you have to know your purpose. You have to be settled in your purpose. Second thing, you have to be urgent about that purpose. Maybe here's where it starts to fall apart a little bit. You have to know your purpose. It's to lead people to Christ. You also have to be urgent about that purpose purpose. Understand, any person and every person who does not know Jesus Christ, who does not trust Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they will die and they will spend eternity in the reality of hell. That's what the Bible tells us. That's what Jesus says. Any person who has not put their faith in Jesus Christ, they will spend eternity in hell. What that means is this. Your family member, your parent, your grandparent, your brother, your sister, your cousin, who does not know Jesus Christ on the event of their death, they will will outside of Christ spend eternity in hell. Your best friend. You travel through life with, you hang out with, you talk to your best friend that doesn't know Jesus Christ. When they die, they're going to spend eternity in hell. Your neighbor down the street, your, your, your friend that you work with at your job, even strangers, if they have not for themselves put their faith in Jesus Christ, they're going to suffer in the reality of an eternal hell. Here's what the world has said. Here's what we're saying as we mimic the world. 
Well, they went to church. Tell you something, church is not going to matter. Well, they came from a good family. I hear people say all the time, man, they came from a good family. You know what? Your good family is not going to matter. Here's the biggest one. Well, they were a good person. They were a good person. Man, they were a good guy. They'd give you the shirt off of their back. I want to tell you something. Being a good person doesn't put you in heaven. Well, they talked about God. I heard them talk about God. Well, they prayed. I want to tell you, Muslims pray. It's not going to amount to a hill of beans. There's a bunch of folks who know the mission, yet who aren't urgent about the mission. They say, you know what, it's okay. Well, I'm not going to stick my neck in there. We've got plenty of time. Uh, good people go to heaven. And I want to tell you, hell is going to be full of good people who never heard about Jesus Christ. We have to be urgent about the mission. Listen to Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 through 15. And then I saw a great white throne, and he who sat upon it, from whose presence earth and heaven fled away, and no place was found for them. And I saw the dead, the great and the small, standing before the throne. And books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged from the things which were written in the books according to their deeds. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and Hades gave up the dead which were in it. And they were judged, every one of them, according to their deeds. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire, that is the second death, the lake of fire. Verse 15, and if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. That is God's word. What would it take for us to become urgent? What would it take for us to say, you know what, my friends, my family members, my neighbors apart from Jesus Christ will suffer the reality of hell. Second thing, we have to be urgent about our purpose. Third thing is this, you have to know God will use you for his purpose. And maybe this is something new for a bunch of us. You know what, God's purpose is that we lead people to Christ. You know what, we have to be urgent in that, in that purpose. Those outside of Christ, they're gonna perish. But do you know, and you listen to me today, God will use you for that purpose. Uh, the biggest farce of our generation, the biggest cop out of our generation is that men would say, you know what, God will never use me. God will never use me for that. God's got people for that. I could never do that. I hear people say, I, I could never do that. Do you know my past? Do you know what I've done? Do you know where I've been? Everybody in town knows. Do you know me? I'm shy. That's not my style. That's not what I'm going to do. God's got other people for that. And the biggest farce of our generation is God would never use me for that. Listen to me. Hear me very clearly. The Bible is clear. God built you and he enables you and he will empower you for this mission. Here's the truth. There are people that you can reach that nobody else could ever reach. There are people that will listen to you that will never believe me as a, as a preacher of a church, that'll never probably even hear me. God intended you to lead them to Christ. And the truth is this, if you won't, and if we won't, they will die and they will go to hell while we do other things. God has empowered you. God has built you. God has placed you in a circle of friends, in a, in a place of influence, and he will use you for this mission. You know what? You have a purpose. It's to lead people to Christ. Be sure of that. 
You know what, we ought to be urgent in that. Look around our town, look around our nation. People are suffering outside of Christ. If they die in that state, they're permanently gonna be separated from God. You know what, the good news is this. God desires to use you for that purpose. One of my favorite stories is about Jeff Kemp. A couple years ago, Jeff Kemp got saved, came to my office, we talked. Uh, He put his faith in Christ. Uh, I baptized him and his wife together on a Sunday morning. Uh, I remember on that Sunday morning, he comes in to the the back where we're gonna get ready for the baptism. And he's about six foot six tall. And I'm sitting there thinking about how am I gonna baptize him? And I said, how much do you weigh? And he said, the last time I weighed 377 pounds and I haven't weighed in a while. Thinking, man, this is, gonna, this is gonna be something to baptize somebody this big. Uh, he's baptized, his wife's baptized, it's, it's an awesome day. Uh, very shortly after that, we were getting ready for our Easter service and we were gonna take door hangers to all the, to the houses in, in town. We were gonna invite them to our Easter service, uh, tell them about the hope we have in Easter and a resurrected Savior. Uh, Jeff showed up and he grabbed a whole bunch of cards and, and was very excited. They go up and down the road and they're hanging these cards. And he came back and he tells a story about he got to a house and these four guys are sitting in front of the house and they got a cooker going and they're, they're standing there and they're cooking and they're standing around the cooker and they're all drinking as, as they're cooking. And he walks up and says, hey, I want to invite you to the Easter service at Calvary Baptist Church. And he hands them a card. And he said, this guy says, do we look like people who would go to church? And he said, do I look like a person who would invite you to church? God built you and he placed you and he will empower you to lead people to Jesus Christ. The question is, are we man enough to stand up in a sorry culture and say, well, there is one hope and it's not in an election, it's not in a government, It's in Jesus Christ. And I've put my faith in him as my Lord and my Savior. And I'm not so big of a hypocrite and I'm not so big of a coward that if I believe in that, that I wouldn't tell you the same thing. That is your purpose. We have to be urgent in it. God will empower you for it. Let's go to the Lord in in prayer. Please stand. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come. We're thankful for you today. We're thankful for... Uh, the fact that you love each of us, uh, that you forgive each of us, that, that we, man, we mess up, we forget about you, we go our own way, and yet your love is, is, is everlasting and it's unconditional and it wasn't upon us being good enough or staying good enough, it was because you just loved us and you sent Christ that we might be forgiven, each of us, that we might have a, a new start through Christ, that we might have eternal life. We might be filled with joy, and I'm thankful for that, that you didn't cast us away in a big heap of trash, that you didn't write us off, the world wouldn't write us off, but you didn't do that. You sent your son that we might be saved, forgiven. I'm thankful for that. I I praise you for that. I pray for some in this room that maybe haven't ever done that, that maybe today they would put their faith in Christ. But I'm also thankful that you didn't just save us and say, you know what, that is the finish line, but you count it as the starting line. And you tell us it's your will that none should perish. It's your desire that all should come to the knowledge of Christ and and come to repentance. And so you empower us and you place us to point people to Christ. I pray in this room that we would leave here knowing our purpose, that we would leave here with a greater urgency for that purpose, and we would be bold in your empowerment 
to tell people about Jesus Christ. We come today and we praise you and we thank you. I tell you I love you and I pray in Jesus' name, amen.